Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Witches Chapter 7. Um, I hope you guys all loved your lice class in the last episode. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, let's be real. Everybody, well, almost everybody gets it at least once. If you go to school or if you play with other kids, you're likely to get it. And it's not embarrassing. And the one kid that... Um, mm-hmm. That one kid that never plays and just reads a book by itself. Yeah. Bucky... Mm-hmm. I forgot. I'll add one more thing to the lice class. Lice class part two. If um, you, I want to say it's three days. I think we did four because we rounded up. But Peyton's room, nobody went in there for four days. So if you wait a full four days, I think it's three. You can Google this or you can go to like lice.gov on the website or your parents can. And they can't survive off of a human. So... If you leave your room for four days, you don't have to, like, put everything in bags or anything like that. All you have to do is just don't go in your room for four days. So once you find out you have lice, figure out what you need out of your room and put a a paper on your door that says, don't come in until the morning of. And, yeah. And you guys, I was, I read to Peyton every night. And my head, there was one night, remember, we were sharing a pillow and I didn't get it. I was like, how the heck did I not get it? Oh, God. Now my head's itching. I have psychological lice. And I bet a lot of the people listening have psychological lice too. They think they have it because they're hearing about it. <laughs> okay. And vacuum. Vacuum really well. Okay. But it's not. It's very easy to get rid of. Okay. Now we're done. Okay. Chapter 7. Frizzled like a fritter. All the women, rather all the witches, were now sitting motionless in the chairs and staring at the, staring as though hypnotized at someone who had suddenly appeared on the platform. Somebody was another woman. The first thing I noticed about this woman was her size. She was tiny, probably no more than four and a half feet tall. She looked quite young, I guessed about 25 or 26, and she was very pretty. She had a rather long, stylish black dress on that reached right to the ground, and she wore black gloves that came up to her elbows. Unlike the others, she wasn't wearing a hat. She didn't look to me like a witch at all, but she couldn't possibly be, she couldn't possibly not be one. Otherwise, what on earth was she doing up there on the platform? And why, for heaven's sakes, were all the other witches gazing at her with such mixture of adoration and awe and fear? Very slowly, the, the young lady on the platform raised her hands to her face. I saw her gloved fingers unhooking something behind her ear, and then she caught hold of her cheeks and lifted her face away. The whole of the pretty face came off with her hands. It was a mask. As she took off the mask, she turned sideways and placed it carefully on the small table nearby. And when she turned around again and faced us, I nearly screamed out loud. The face of hers was the most frightful, frightening thing I have ever seen. And just looking at it gave me the shakes all over. It was so crumpled and weazened and shrunken and shriveled. It looked as though 
It had been pickled in vinegar. It was fearsome and ghastly. There was something terribly wrong with it, something foul and putrid and decayed. It seemed quite literally to be rotting away at the edges in the middle of the face and all cankered and worm-eaten, as though maggots were working its way through it. There were times when something so frightful, you become mesmerized by it and you can't look away. I was like that now. I was transfixed. I was numbed. I was magnetized by the sheer horror of that woman's features. But there was more to see than that. There was a look of serpents in her eyes as her eyes flashed around the audience. I knew immediately, of course, that it was none of the other, none other than the Grand High Witch herself. Look what, look what she looks like, Peyton. I knew, I knew also why she had worn the mask. She could have never moved around in public, let alone a book a ho book in a hotel with her real face. Everyone who saw her would have run and screamed. The doors, shouted the Grand High Witch that filled in the room around the walls. Are they chained and bolted? The doors are chained and bolted, your Grand Highness, answered a voice in the audience. The brilliant eyes, uh, snake eyes that were so deep and dreadful, rotting, worm-eaten face glared unblinkingly at the witches who sat facing her. You may remove your gloves, she shouted. She said remove, not remove, remove. Her voice, her voice, I noticed, had the same metallic quality as her voice of the witch I had met under the conquer tree. It only was far louder and much harsher. It rasped, it grated, it snarled, it scraped, it shrieked, and it growled. Everyone in the room was peeling off her gloves. I was watching the hands of those in the back row. I wanted very much to see those fingers and what they looked like and if my grandmother had been right. Ah, yes, I could see several of them now. I could see the brown claws curving over the tips of their fingers. Ew. They were about two inches long and the sharp and sharp at the ends. You may remove your shoes, marked the Grand High Witch. I heard a sigh of relief all coming from the back of the room as they kicked off their now high-heeled shoes. Oh my God, look at their feet, babe. And I got a glimpse of the of under the chairs of several pairs of stocking square completely toeless feet revolting as they were though as the toes had been sliced away from the feet with a carving knife you may remove your vigs <laughs> remove your vigs <laughs> snarled the high grand witch as she had particularly a way of a particular way of speaking there was some sort of foreign accent there something harsh and guttural and she seemed to have trouble pronouncing the letter w as well as that she did something funny with her r's she rolled she would roll it around and around in her mouth like a piece of hot pork crackling before spitting it out remove your vigs <laughs> and fresh air onto your spotty scalps she shouted and another sigh of relief came from those in the audience when the hands went up to the heads and all the wigs and the hats still on them lifted away there are no there now appeared to me a front row upon row of bald female heads a sea of naked scalps every one of them red and itchy looking from being rubbed by the lining of the wig, I simply cannot tell you how awful they were and how the whole sight made me gro made more grotesque because underneath those frightful scabby bald heads, the bodies were dressed in unfashionable, rather pretty clothes. It was monstrous. It was unnatural. Oh, heavens, I thought, oh, help the Lord have mercy on me. These foul, bald-headed females are child killers in every one of them, and here I am imprisoned in the same room. I can't escape. At this point, a new doubly horrifying thought struck me. 
My grandmother had said that with their special nose holes, they could smell out a child with pitch black night from right across the other side of the room. Up, up to now, my grandmother had been right every time. It seemed certainly before that one of the witches in the back row was going to sniff me out any moment and then yell, dogs droppings. I would, they would all get up in the room and I would be cornered like a rat. I knelt to the carpet behind the screen, hardly daring to breathe. Then suddenly I remembered another important thing my grandmother told me. The dirtier you are, she said, the harder it is for a witch to smell you out. How long has it been since I had a bath? Not for ages. I had my own room in the hotel room, and my grandmother never bothered me with silly things like that. Come to think of it, I don't believe I've had a bath since we arrived. When I last washed my... When was the last time I washed my face or my hands? Certainly not this morning. Not yesterday, either. I glanced down at my hands, and they were covered with smudge and mud and goodness knows what beside... Ew, what else... So besides, I had a chance after all. The stinky waves couldn't possibly get through all that dirt. Witches of England, shouted the Grand High Witch. She herself noticed I had taken her... She had not taken her wig or her gloves or her shoes off. Witches of England, she yelled. The audience stirred uneasily and sat up straighter in their chairs. Miserable witches, she yelled. Useless, lazy witches, feeble, fribbling witches. You are a heap of idle, good-for-nothing verms. A shudder went through the audience, the Grand High Witch clearly in, in an ugly mood, and they knew it. I had a feeling that something awful was going to happen soon. I am having my breakfast this morning, cried the Grand High Witch, and I'm looking out the window at the beach, and I and what am I seeing? I am asking you, what am I seeing? I'm seeing revolting sight. I'm seeing hundreds, and I am seeing hundreds and thousands of rotten, repulsive little children playing on the sand. It is putting me right off my food. Why have you not been getting rid of them, she screamed. Why have you not rubbed them out in these filthy, smelly children? With each word she spoke, flecks of pale blue phlegm shot from her mouth like little bullets. I'm asking you why, she screamed. Nobody answered her question. Children smelled, she screamed. They stink out the world. (laughs) We do not want these children around here. The bald heads in the audience nodded vigorously. One child is not good to me, the Grand High Witch cried out. Is that the best you can do? We will do better, murmured the audience. We will do much better. Better is not good either, shrieked the Grand High Witch. I demand maximum results. So here are my orders. My orders are that every single child in this country shall be rubbed out, squashed, squivered, squirted, and frittered before I come here again in one year's time. I... Do I make myself clear? A, ga- a great gasp went from the audience. I saw the witches trying to look at one another with deeply troubled expressions. I heard one of them in the front row saying, All of them? We can't possibly wipe out all of them. The Grand High Witch wiped her mouth as, some, as someone had stuck a skewer to her bottom. Who said that? She snapped. Who dares are you vis me? Was, it was you, was it not? She pointed her finger to it as sharp as a needle to the witch who had spoken. I didn't mean it, your grandness, the witch said. The witch cried out, I didn't mean to argue, I was just talking to myself. You dare argue with me, screamed a high witch. I was just talking to myself, cried the witch, I swear it, your grandness. She began to shake with fear. The grand high witch took a step towards her, and with, when she spoke again, it was a voice that made my blood run cold. You stupid witch who answers back must burn until her toes are black. She screamed, no, no. 
begged the witch in the front row. The Grand High Witch went on. A foolish witch without a brain must sizzle in the fiery flame. Save me, cried the the wretched witch in the front row. The Grand High Witch took no notice of her, and she spoke again. An idiot witch like you must roast on a barbecue. Oh my god, look at her, how scary she is. Forgive me, oh your grandness, cried the miserable culprit. I didn't mean it, but the Grand High Witch continued with her terrible recital. A witch who dares to say I'm wrong will not be with us very long. A moment later, a stream of sparks that looked like a tiny white hot metal flings came shooting out of the Grand High Witch's eyes and flew, oh jeez, and flew straight towards the one who dared to speak. I saw the sparks striking again against her and burrowing into her skin and she screamed a horrible halloween scream and puff of smoke raised around her a smell of burning meat filled the room nobody moved like me they were all watching the smoke and when it cleared the chair was empty i caught a glimpse of something white wispy white like a cloud fluttering upwards and disappearing into the window a great sigh rose up in the audience the grand high witch glared around the room and i hope nobody else is going to make me cross today there was a deadly silence frizzled with frizzled like fritter, said the Grand High Witch, cooked like a carrot. You will never see her again. Now we can get down to business. Oh look, there's her smoky chair. Creepy. It's very creepy.